Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Hello and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Sarah Foss, and today I'm joined by 13-game Jeopardy super champion, Ray Lalonde. Ray, welcome to Inside Jeopardy. My pleasure. Great, Great to be here. Well, what has it been like in the past few months since becoming, oh, you know, a 13-game Jeopardy! champion. There was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. I mean, it was all wonderful. Uh, It started off sort of as coming back and setting up viewing parties and stuff, and then, you know, people at work, people in my life, but not being able to say, oh, this is going to go on. So the first viewing party, you know, it was a big surprise at the end, you won. Oh, my God. (laughs) And yeah, so keep tuning in. And then as it went on, I would get these phone calls. I can't believe you're still doing this over and over again. Because this went on for a couple of weeks. And, you know, that was kind of fun. Well, I remember reaching out to Matea at a certain point and saying, you know what? You're going to have a fellow Canadian super champ. So just be on the lookout. Between you and Matea, you two have made Canada proud, I would say. A lot of attention. Yeah, it was actually quite fun. Um, I did get a lot of like local news, radio, TV, the papers. I was surprised that there was so much attention. I thought, you know, Matea had stolen all that thunder by being so great. And I was just like another one. But I uh, know people were still very happy about it. So that was great. One of the wonderful things is that I'm not originally from Toronto. I actually grew up in northern Ontario in a small city called Thunder Bay. And I hadn't lived there for 40 years. And I was a huge story up there because people remembered. And I heard from people that lived up there that still have friends and family. Uh, I was on the news like every night. Oh, raised back on the uh, on the <laughs> right. Jeopardy thing, right? Hometown hero. And I had you know calls and emails and DMs from people I hadn't spoken to from forever. Just you know, remember you, remember me from high school, from junior high. Uh, saw you on TV. You look the same. Like, oh, thanks for lying. Um, <laughs> and uh, congratulations, you did great. We always knew you were smart. You know that. Really nice stuff. That's an interesting benefit that you probably didn't think of. Oh, no. When you sign up to come on a quiz show, you're not thinking you're going to be reunited with so many people from, you know, your childhood. That's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. I had a friend who lives in town, but I hadn't seen him in forever, not since, you know, started university. And he looked me up and we went out to a hockey game together and uh, just caught up after, you know, 30 some odd years. So that was great. Tell me about your Jeopardy journey. I know every champion has a different story, but you know, how long have you been trying to get on the show? What was the process like from when you first kind of had a dream to be a contestant to when you made it on the Alex Trebek stage? I think it's probably, I'm going to say 20 years. It's the first time I actually applied to be on the show. And, you know, it's the sort of thing you take the test and you don't know. And sometimes they call you back and sometimes they don't. And so I think this is my third time getting called back. But I've probably taken the test, you know, 11, 12 times. 
Were there times when you took the test and you thought, mm, probably not my best performance? Oh, for sure. You know, because I think that's something we always try to talk to prospective contestants about. It's just mm -hmm. like watching the show. You can watch some nights and be, oh, yeah, I'm a Jeopardy champion. And other nights you might think, oh, I got to do a little more studying. I think it's the same with the anytime test. And that is why we encourage people to take it, you know, over and over again, even if you don't get the call that first time. Definitely. There have been times when I thought, okay, I aced this thing. I was so good. And there were times I thought, oh, maybe not this time. <laughs> and yeah, so you just shake it off and you try again. So you get that call. You're officially coming to Los Angeles. What do you do, you know, in those weeks leading up to that? How do you wrap your head around it, prepare? What was your process like? It actually went by pretty quick. Like, I think it was, you know, it was three or four weeks of something I got ahead of time. And so I was making travel arrangements, hotels, getting all your dry cleaning done, all the things you have to remember to, you know. <laughs> you have to bring a lot of wardrobe, yes. Yeah, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so it actually passed pretty quick. And then in, in spare time, you do try and bone up on myself. It was state capitals, mm -hmm. uh, American history, you know, that sort of thing. That's I'm not entirely strong at, but uh, they do come up a lot. Although we do marvel at the way Canadians know so much about American history and American geography. It really is quite impressive. I don't know that it would be the same if we reversed it. <laughs> well, I say it's, um, you know, an elephant uh, sleeping next to a mouse. Like the mouse pays a lot more attention to the elephant than vice versa. <laughs> that makes sense. So when you were first on the show, day one, you're introduced as a scenic artist from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The lights are on. You're about to play Jeopardy. And before you know it, you're declared a Jeopardy champion. You know, there's only one time in your life when you hear that for the very first time. What was that moment like for you? Shocking and surreal. Um, I think at that point, it was later on in the afternoon in the taping uh, day. And so I'd been wired since, you know, the night before, <laughs> really, like everybody else there. So I was pretty much in shock. I think Ken even noticed it. You didn't have much reaction. I can't even believe it. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and then it happened again. And then mercifully, the day was over and I got to go home and kind of come to terms with it. But uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a long day. I mean, you guys are, are there early. Obviously, there's the briefing, there's the rehearsal, and then the waiting game of whether you'll be in the first game or the second game, the third, the fourth, or even the fifth. So you mm -hmm. come back and you know you're going to be in the first game, at least for your second appearance. But yep. that's five games in a row that you then have to play. Talk about the stamina that that takes to really, you know, do it over and over again. All of us at home get a full day to recover from our Jeopardy outing. You have just about 20 to 30 minutes. It is a long day. And I think you understand these chess champions that have to concentrate for hours and hours on end. And then at the end of the day, they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's very much like that. At the end of that day, the second day, for sure. I went home. I think I ate some, went to the hotel. I ate something. I think I went right to bed. It was couldn't have been 8.30. <laughs> it was just, okay, boom, and uh, wake up the next day. Actually, it's something I've been very conscious of in getting ready to come back is uh, I've been sort of trying to incorporate a certain amount of aerobics into my schedule uh, just because, you know, I'm, that's going to be a valuable thing to have during yeah. a, a taping session. Yeah, so many of our champions, they talk about their stretches they do. You know, James Holtzauer is known to do a lot of stretching because not only the physical challenge, the mental challenge. So I think mm -hmm. any kind of preparation you can do in any of those areas will go a long way. Absolutely. And then, you know, meditation as well, just to be able to 
clear your mind and just sort of focus on the next thing in front of you. That's, you know, which uh, an ordinary uh, run of things, you don't, you let yourself get pretty cloudy. And up in that stage, it's not a good thing. No, certainly not. So you leave us after two days, you get to go back to Canada and you have this secret, you know, you've won all these games on Jeopardy. You can't really tell anybody about it. And you go back to your normal life, but life has changed in a huge way for you. What's that like? Yeah, it's like walking around with a really great secret, you know, (laughs) just before Christmas, something cool is going to happen. You guys don't know about it yet, but here it comes. Yeah, so that was, you know, I don't think I hid the smile too much, you know, walking around with that. And of course, my boss knew because he had to give me the time off to come back again. And so at that point, you know, I've been down, I've gone back again. You can put two and two together. Oh, you did pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not just going to Los Angeles for a tourist trip. You're going back to Jeopardy, which is always a good sign. Now, you're not allowed to tell a lot of people. I have to know, was your twin brother, who you had let us know at one point was in the same Jeopardy audition process, was he in on the secret? Did he know just how well you were doing while it was happening? I spoke to him actually while I was down. I called him from the hotel. So he knew some of it and... And some of my, I have a very big family, and uh, so everybody <laughs> knew something. And so they knew I'd been on, and they knew that it had been more than one game. But I don't think I actually let everything out of the bag until it actually happened. All right. Now, any update on getting him on Jeopardy? Do we know how he's doing? Is he in the pool? I don't know that. Okay. I mean, I think I would have heard if they called him and said, sure. you know, let's do the, yes. uh, the audition and the... Uh, <laughs> The interview. So I'm assuming that hasn't happened for him yet. So, uh, you know, still fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I mean, if he's as good a Lalonde as this one, then we're in for another great champion. He's a pretty smart guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> I think at one point you said he was the smartest sibling. Was that accurate? Did I remember that? I would have said he was smarter than I am. Okay. Um, I have some smart brothers. I mean, Ron is uh, a PhD, but so are two of my other brothers. Wow. So, yeah. What did your parents do? My goodness. I want some tips. My mom took us to the library pretty much every weekend, and we would come back with a stack of books, and that was always encouraged. We always had stuff around the house that was interesting and hobbies and whatever, but... Uh, yeah, we're very much, uh, you know, encouraged to pursue our interests. So not a PhD for you, but you go no. into scenic artistry. How did that career path happen for you? By accident, as um, many do. Yes. I was actually working in renovations and construction, but in, in a lot of the decorative arts. And I was working with a fellow who uh, ended up working for a commercial company. And they were doing a commercial for Ferro Rocher chocolate. And it was a European ballroom and there was gilding and marbling and it was just sort of, you know, luxurious decor for this thing. And they needed somebody to come in because they were way behind with the construction and somebody who could come in and do marbling and gilding and all the various crafty things, uh, which I had sort of made especially of at that point in my career. And it was, okay, come in for five days in a row, work every hour that God gives you and uh, make a bunch of money. And I went in, I had a really good time. And then they kept on calling me back for other projects. And all of a sudden it was like, we don't have a foreman for this next thing. Would you like to be our employee and and, and run this job for us? And yes, I would. And so I gave up my other career and sort of went into that. And from there I went into television and movies. Well, I know when you came to the Alex Trebek stage, our set designers were very happy that you said, you know, our set was, it was durable. The podium was very solid, well-made. You were impressed. 
I'm sure we'll be getting a new set in the coming years. Anything you see, you know, just from an outside perspective, anything you see as uh, what we need on the Jeopardy set? As an improvement? Um, I don't know. I mean, they looked very nice when I was up there. I mean, even in person, you know, sometimes in person TV things don't look terrific. Um, <laughs> but it was very, you know, polished and shiny and everything was in, in its place. So, uh, yeah, no criticisms here. All right. Well, we know you're coming back to see it. And I have to ask, you know, that's one of the great things when you do win that fifth game. Not that the rest isn't exciting. It is. But you do have that guarantee that you will be back for the Tournament of Champions. Mm-hmm. So when you do leave you know that you're coming back. What's that feeling like to know that you haven't played your last game of Jeopardy? Well, that's lovely. As I said down at the time, it was such a wonderful experience I had down there with all the people there, um, everybody I met. It was just wall-to-wall niceness from everyone. And so uh, it couldn't have been a better experience. So the opportunity to have that happen to you again, I mean, that's just great. Well, and you came in kind of mid-season. So you had seen some of the super champs and you know then you saw ben and hannah after yourself Mm -hmm. so as you're kind of starting to see the the tournament of champions field take place what's going through your mind as you're seeing these other competitors kind of line up i'm thinking i'm gonna have to work very hard to stay (laughs) up with these people they're very very bright and very very fast very impressive all of them really Uh, ben hannah for sure chris wow you know, so even to be in that field is, uh, I think I'm over my head a bit, but I'm going to put on a good show. I'll try my best anyway. Well, the good thing about the Tournament of Champions, I think from a contestant perspective, is that, you know, if you make it to the finals, you know, you have a little more time. You have that first mm-hmm. to three wins. So it's not the two-game total point of fair. And at least contestants have, have told us that they really like that style for the finale. What do you think about it? Oh, sure, because the pressure's off. You know, if you have one bad day, it's not the end of your world. When you go out there, you can take a few more risks. You can bet a little bit bigger on that daily double because even if you, you know, it ends up you're not going to get that day, you've got two more days to catch it up. Now, talking about pressure, our Tournament of Champions winner is now guaranteed a spot in Masters. So you win Mm -hmm. the TOC, then you're headed to primetime. What's it like to think about that opportunity and getting to compete against some of the other Jeopardy masters? Well, I think that would be getting ahead of myself, to be honest. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, one step at a time. If I get, you know, through the uh, the Tournament of Champions, that'll be probably the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, masters would be a thing after that. But uh, just even to be a Tournament of Champions champion, I mean, the bragging rights alone. Right. You know, are, Incredible. I know. As if it's not enough of an elite club to be a Jeopardy champion, then to be a Jeopardy mm-hmm. super champion, but to win the Tournament of Champions, I can't imagine what that feeling is like. And obviously, only a few dozen know what that feeling is like. Factors ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So now that you know the Tournament of Champions is happening, is it better to have more time to prepare? Is it a disadvantage? How does that waiting game play into everything for you? Well, there are two things happening there. I mean, it's a bit more time for me to bone up on a bunch of things, have a few more experiences, you know, strengthen my weaknesses. But at the same time, I'm getting older. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I've got to be cognizant of the fact that I have to take care of myself and stay in as good a shape as I can. I'm being a little facetious, you know. I love it. A little Sam Buttery-esque. <laughs> I like it. And Sam is a wonderful example of, you know, you never... And I hear this on people talking about if I was only a little younger, I could go on the show. And I think Sam's just a wonderful example of you're never too old to be really, really good at this because he was wonderful. Yeah. And his stats, you know, Sam often sells himself a little short, but his stats, they speak for themselves. He, he was so fast. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic yeah. player. I have to ask you a few questions from Buzzy Cohen. He's not here with us sure. today, but he has kind of his two go-to questions. What is your lunch order when you come to the Sony lot? What do you like to order to make sure you're playing at your peak level? Well, it was more about convenience uh, because we we're you know going back to the parking garage and sitting ah, down at yes. those little tin tables. Yes. But when I was there, I, mm -hmm. I tended to get handhelds because I was something easy to you know carry around and eat. And, Maybe some fries with that. So I think I got chicken sandwiches. But um, yeah, for choice, maybe a chicken salad. Okay. And what's your thought on caffeine? What are you thinking? Highly caffeinated? Well, I definitely caffeine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not good with caffeine sort of post-lunch, but at lunch, I'm fine with it. Okay. And every time I was down there, I think I had uh, one of those little Frappuccino bottles. Mm -hmm. I had one in my bag for the break in the morning, and then I had one with lunch. All right. Well planned out. You had some pretty impressive stats, uh, $386,400 in winnings, average score over 28,000, four runaways, final jeopardy, you were correct, in 12 of 14. Those are pretty impressive, but I have to know for you, what is your jeopardy stat or accomplishment that you're most proud of, would you say? Well, I actually, I, I read somewhere that um, it was actually a very rare thing to get 10 questions in a row. Bang, yes. bang, 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 bang. And I'd done that a couple of times, apparently. I mean, I, once again, I'm playing the game. I don't even know. And uh, apparently this is a fairly unique thing to do. So anything I can do to stand out, sure. Well, congratulations on that. You know, when you look back on the whole experience so far, is there a highlight for you? It's one big highlight. Every game was different. Every game was just a different type of thrill. You know, winning the fifth game for sure. Sure. That was, okay, wow, I did this, you know, and then I got to come back. So that was lovely. And then, you know, a lot of the things that happened, happened afterwards. People on the street, uh, people in, in gatherings would come up and just congratulations, you know, and they're Canadians that are very polite. They kind of don't want to come up, but they ask permission <laughs> first. And then, oh, I hate to bother you, but I saw you on the show and I love what you did. And it was great. And we're really proud of you. 
Um, so just this little, you know, burst of endorphins over and over again, and it's still happening. It happened this week a couple of times. So, it, you know, it's just a little benefit that you don't think you're going to get, but it's, you know, it just enhances your life in just a, a number of lovely ways. Yeah, it's one of those things. If someone's going to recognize you on the street, wonderful to be recognized as a Jeopardy champion, right? Yeah. Oh, at this point, it's more of a, I know you from somewhere. Ah, yes, yes. Because <laughs> it was a while back. You watch Jeopardy? Yeah. Ah, okay. there we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. I, I had that for many years myself. Mm-hmm. I oh, have to know, what is the thing you're most excited about, about coming back, you know, in the overall experience? Like, I can't wait to get back and, and do that or experience that or be a part of that. Well, obviously play because I like playing. I really, you know, I think it showed when I was on that stage. I actually really enjoyed doing that. That's a, that's a heck of a rush. But also I think just being amongst uh, all these people I've been watching on TV now uh, for months and months, Chris and Ben, everybody, just uh, it'll be lovely just to get in that room with that group of people, amazing people, and uh, just sort of rub shoulders and get to know each other. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. And if I win, that'd be great. <laughs> well, that too. But I think just what you said, you know, getting to be in that group is something really exciting. It's an exclusive club, and I think you'll have a lot of shared experiences to talk about. We cannot wait to welcome you back for the Tournament of Champions. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Thank you for having me. Bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Well, there you have it. I even learned some new things about Ray Lalonde. Looking forward to welcoming him back to the Alex Trebek stage. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Join us next week for my conversation with 21-game Jeopardy super champion Chris Panulo. You won't want to miss it. As always, subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave us a comment, share across social, and follow us at Jeopardy on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Threads, and on X, formerly known as Twitter, and send us your questions to InsideJeopardyPodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.
Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.